Hi, everybody. Tim Anderson here. Thank you for sitting down with me, the appraiser's advocate, for this podcast today. I appreciate it very much. I'm glad you're here. We call this one a USPAP and the neighborhood, and we're about to find out why there's some irony in that. There's some irony in that title, USPAP and the Neighborhood, simply because USPAP doesn't define what a neighborhood is. It doesn't describe what a neighborhood is. It does use the word in Standard Rule 1-3, the highest and best use standard, but that's only in the context of analyzing the neighborhood for discovering neighborhood trends. So again, USPAP does not define the word neighborhood. In the 15th edition of the Appraisal of Real Estate, obviously an authoritative source, page 138 has this definition. It says, The area of influence commonly called a neighborhood can be defined as a group of complementary land uses. Notice the plural, land uses. A residential neighborhood may therefore contain single-unit homes and commercial properties that provide services for local residents. Therefore, to assume a neighborhood has only residential land uses is one the professional literature does not support. Now, let's take a look at another source. Black's Law Dictionary, another very authoritative source of data, calls a neighborhood the immediate vicinity, the area near or next to a specified place. That works, but that's probably not specific enough for what we do. Then, the Dictionary of Real Estate Appraisal says that a neighborhood is a group of complementary land uses. Notice again the plural and it's the same as in the 15th edition. It also says a neighborhood is a congruous grouping of inhabitants, buildings, or business enterprises. Now, for our purposes, that might work, but when we start talking about the inhabitants of the neighborhood, especially in light of the current political situation in which appraisers find themselves, that might be dangerous. So we'd probably want to stay away from that part. Now, let's get into Fannie Mae. The Fannie Mae Sales Guide also does not have a definition of neighborhood, but there is a description. Now, in the Fannie Mae Sales Guide, section B4-1.3-03, which is called the Neighborhood Section of the Appraisal Report, that makes sense, it has three areas of concern about the neighborhood. In other words, it doesn't define the neighborhood, but it wants the appraiser to address three areas. First of all, what are the boundaries of the subject's neighborhood? In choosing these boundaries, it's important not only that the appraiser choose them, but the appraiser be able to explain why he or she chose these boundaries versus another set of boundaries. So it's just not, well, that's the subdivision boundaries. And the reason we can't merely use the subdivision boundaries goes back to the definition of neighborhood, which talks about areas of complementary land uses. Therefore, merely indicating the subdivision's boundaries, unless the subdivision happens to include commercial properties, industrial properties, hospitals, houses of worship, etc., is probably incorrect 
probably too narrow and therefore potentially misleading. We'll talk about that in a minute. The second characteristic Fannie Mae wants to know about is what are the characteristics of the neighborhood from a standpoint of physical characteristics? In other words, how built up is it? With what? Is construction ongoing or is all the land developed? Why? Maybe it's because the neighborhood's 125 years old and there's no land left to develop. But the point is, the appraiser has to describe the characteristics of the neighborhood because that's part of neighborhood analysis. That's part of letting Fannie Mae know what's going on in the neighborhood. Fannie Mae, in fact, all of the GSEs for that matter, already know what the property's worth before you turn your appraisal in. They're looking to the appraiser as much for a value opinion as an analysis of the risks of investing in a mortgage loan in that neighborhood. That's why they want to know what the neighborhood characteristics are. And then the third one, Fannie Mae, in fact all of the GSEs, want to know what the factors are that affect value and marketability of the properties in the neighborhood. And that's right out of the Fannie Mae Selling Guide. What's interesting is what Fannie Mae doesn't want to know. Fannie Mae does not want to know anything about the racial, ethnic, or religious compositions of the neighborhood. All neighborhoods have those. That's just assumed. Fannie Mae does not need to know that. Basically, Fannie Mae wants to know if investing in this neighborhood is going to return the money in 30 years. That's basically what it wants to know. What are the risks of that not taking place? That's what Fannie wants to know. Fannie Mae does not want to know what we, as the appraisers, think of the neighborhood, primarily because that's irrelevant. Now, you say, Tim, wait, wait a minute, I don't put my opinion about what's going on in the neighborhood in my appraisal reports. Good, you shouldn't, but look closely. Do you have things in there like, the subject is in a desirable neighborhood? That's judgmental. What makes it desirable? Is it desirable to you or the market? If indeed it is desirable to the market, tell the client what is it in the market that makes the neighborhood desirable. Or my favorite is, the subject is in a good neighborhood. Well, in that case, you're going to have to explain what it is the neighborhood did to become sufficiently self-aware in order to make proper moral conclusions and decisions, because that's what good means. So there is no such thing as, quote, the subject is in a good neighborhood. That's judgmental, and that's specifically not what Fannie Mae wants. And then Fannie Mae doesn't want anything in the report that specifically does not impact the value and marketability of the property. In other words, if there is something in the appraisal report to the client that does not affect or describe the subject's exposure time, its highest and best use, its marketability, and or its market value, why is it in the report? In other words, how about all this stuff about COVID? COVID is not over. I'm not going to debate that. But it didn't affect market value. Therefore, why is there a notification about COVID in an appraisal report? There might as well be a notification about flu, mumps, and measles, too. And, of course, there isn't because it's irrelevant. Let's look at the HUD FHA 4000.1 sales guide. 
It does not define neighborhood either. It merely wants to know if the neighborhood is increasing or decreasing. When the neighborhood is declining, in other words, it's becoming riskier to invest in mortgage loans in that neighborhood, the 4000.1 guide wants to know about it. It defines a declining neighborhood as a decline in prices or deterioration in other market conditions as evidenced by an oversupply of existing inventory and extended marketing times. Generally, a trend in the housing market is identifiable, meaning a declining trend, when it extends for a period of at least six months or two quarters prior to the effective date of the appraisal. So now, let's get back to the original thesis of this podcast, Use PAP in the Neighborhood. So when we start talking about the neighborhood, what is it that we report so our reports are Use PAP compliant? Under the one-unit housing trends on the 1004 form, what we report in those boxes refers only to the properties that are competitive with and comparable to the subject. Those boxes, that particular subpart of the grid, does not refer to every sale that took place in the neighborhood in the last 12 months, merely those that are competitive to and comparable with the subject. This also holds true for the data on the top of page 2. Only those listings and sales that are competitive with and comparable to the subject show up here. There may have been 110 sales last year within the boundaries the report sets out on page 1. But on the top of page 2, under one unit housing trends on page 1, the only ones of those that are relevant that should be considered are those that are competitive with and comparable to the subject. This is obvious to us because the form uses the adjective comparable. So if your supervisor has told you otherwise, has taught you otherwise, expects you to perform otherwise, you need to fire that supervisor now and get one who is qualified to teach you how to appraise. If you have heard otherwise in a CE class, you need another CE provider now because you have been given bad data. Why do I teach this? Let me read from Fannie Mae, the Fannie Mae Selling Guide, the same section I cited before, and the neighborhood section concerning what should go into that part of the report. This is from the December 15th, 2021 edition of the Fannie Mae Selling Guide. It says, When completing the one-unit housing trends portion of the neighborhood section of the appraisal report forms, the trends must be reflective, here's the important part, must be reflective of those properties deemed to be competitive to the property being appraised. If the neighborhood contains properties that are truly competitive, that is, market participants make no distinction between the properties, then all the properties within the neighborhood would be reflected in the one-unit housing trend section. However, when a segmented or bifurcated market is present, the one-unit housing trends portion must reflect those properties from the same segment of the market as the property being appraised. This 
ensures that the analysis being performed by the appraiser is based on competitive properties. For example, if the neighborhood contains a mix of property types not considered competitive by market participants, then a segmented or bifurcated market is present. The appraiser should also provide commentary on the other segments of the neighborhood when segmentation is present. So the point is, when we talk about neighborhood, when the form talks about what's going on in the neighborhood, there's nothing wrong with talking about what's going on in the neighborhood, but it's looking for what's going on in the neighborhood relative to properties that are comparable to and competitive with the subject. So talking about USPAP and the neighborhood may indeed be a misnomer since USPAP does not address the neighborhood or its analysis. But because we have an ethics rule which makes it clear we can never mislead the client, we are ethically bound to provide to the client, when the client's a GSE anyway, the data it asks us to provide. If that request is for data about the subject's neighborhood and the sales of properties in it that are competitive with and comparable to the subject, then that's what we must provide. Nothing more and nothing less. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. I'm Tim Anderson, the appraiser's advocate. If I can ever be of help to you, please get in touch with me. Tim at theappraisersadvocate.com. It will be an honor to work with you and a pleasure to know you. Please let me extend my best to you and your family. And as I always ask, are your professional fees high enough? And now we're clear. <laughs>